0: welcome to another edition of the Bavada at odds podcast i'm seth everett i'm in north america patrick morrow the head odds maker at bovada sportsbook.com not patrick tell us where you're coming from today
1: seth i'm in rainy costa rica so i'm i'm not bragging folks this is the rainy season yeah, every day from rough morning until seven eight o'clock at night it's at best overcast it's pouring the rest of the time so please don't uh you know this is not a brag i didn't uh you know i'm not here on vacation uh you know seth can see me i'm wearing a collar there's an shirt. umbrella in your drink um i'm not standing up though because i, I didn't go, i didn't go full uh full yeah. former dress today but, but uh yeah no it's uh it's, it's good to be down in costa rica one of my favorite places on the planet to visit and spend some time and uh yeah the traveling traveling
0: if someone told you we had to make this a video podcast, first of all, you remember when we had that meeting and I said they'd have to hire an editor, right? Like that was the first mm-hmm. thing. What would it take in terms of dress code? Like what would we have to do that between the two of us? We literally like roll out of bed to do this podcast.
1: I mean th- listen, this is this is why I'm investing AI, Seth, so that uh, you know, we can use the <laughs> deep fake technology. And you know what? I'm six foot five. I'm jacked, chiseled jawline. It is, you know, folks, you just have to imagine this. But uh, no, I, I think we'd have to go that route. Did, At least for of me, AI... you look great, Seth. I don't, I don't want to hear anybody. You look great.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, AI, did you see the controversy involving uh, Paul McCartney?
1: Uh, no no you didn't see any I, of this? I didn't i haven't seen anything well, because this is Twitter an example went down and that's where i this get is, my news
0: this is an example of where the headline is not the story right mm-hmm. here's the headline i'll tell you the headline and i'll tell you why everyone went bananas paul mccartney is going to use ai to record one more beatles song sounds shady right sounds very shady it's 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 interesting i'm uh, judgment pending continue okay so i thought the same thing i said wow that's really shady considering at least in the united states the writers guild of america is on strike the, the yeah, sag screen actors guild is possibly going to be going on strike as early as next week um to fight ai and using ai and paul mccartney's you know announcing to the world that they're doing another beatles song and Here's what I found out. Because I was thinking the same thing you're thinking. They found out that before he died, John Lennon recorded a song. But he did Not it bad. on like cassettes. And he put he put it in like a shoebox. And he said and he wrote on it for Paul. Now, mm. the quality of it is crap. Because it's been in a shoebox for all these decades. So what the AI is doing is taking the audio and enhancing it so it sounds like John Lennon recorded it in a studio. Mm-hmm. And then Paul McCartney's going to sing alongside it, and they're going to make a Beatles song. This was something that John Lennon, A, wrote, and B, gave to Paul McCartney there's no stealing. This isn't RoboCop. Like this isn't, this isn't the Terminator. They're not using robots. They're using a tape and they're doing it in such a way that they're using AI to enhance it, to make it sound pleasing to the ear.
1: Yeah. So right out of the gate, I got to say, I'm going to come out as skeptical and I'll tell you why, because AI has become such a, a shorthand term now for anybody doing anything moderately, moderately interesting in tech. You know, part of me wonders whether oh yeah, we found the tape. They threw it out and they just used AI to get as close as they could with John Lennon's voice and say they got it from the tape. Uh, what really no, makes I don't me like it,
0: I don't, no, I don't. No, think they, I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't,
1: I don't really believe it. What I what I think is more interesting is I like the idea of you know saying you know oh we'll do it for George Harrison and Ringo too and Ringo saying hey wait I'm still alive but. Uh, <laughs> You know, sorry, folks. If you don't know your Beatles history, Ringo was considered the least talented of them. <laughs> but uh, hey, Paul, come on, come on, let me in. It's like, no, no, we got you, Ringo. You're I'm good. Right You're here. good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> I, I, so transitioning to sports,
0: I, uh, I I have a documentary that I'm recommending, and it's funny because the, the 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 guy's uh, granddaughter, um, I, I might have on my Sports with Friends podcast. Uh, it's Yogi Berra. Mm -hmm. Yogi Berra is one of the most maligned uh, baseball legends he's known for the wrong things so in 2015 Yogi Berra is still alive he's sitting at home with his granddaughter Lindsay who's in the media (laughs) they're introducing at the 2015 all-star game which by the way the all-star game is next week At the 2015 all-star game the four greatest living players. And they bring out Sandy Koufax, Johnny Bench, Hank Aaron, and Willie Mays. And Yogi Berra is watching this on TV, and he says, what am I, dead? Yogi Berra has more World Series titles, more MVPs, and uh, more All-Star appearances. And as far as World Series championships... He has more World Series championships than the other four put together. He should have been there.
1: You know, it's funny. I think for a younger generation, more people associate Yogi Berra with his quotes than his actual play on That's the
0: right. field. So. That's what the documentary is about. They know okay. him as the Yogiisms. You know, if, if you get to the fork in the road, take it. Or my, my personal favorite, um, uh, we never go to that restaurant anymore. It's too crowded. No one goes to that restaurant anymore. It's too crowded.
1: Gosh, nah, yeah, you can observe a lot by watching Seth Everett. I don't <laughs> you know if you one, are aware of that. You can
0: observe a lot by watching. Yeah, yeah.
1: When you the, and uh, documentary when you come to a Ford, it, 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 Take it ain't it.
0: over. And I watched it, and he really is maligned. Like he, he, and do you know that a, the, character of Yogi Bear. Is based
1: on him? Hey, boo-boo.
0: Which more people... Know, did you know that when he died, the Associated Press accidentally wrote, Yogi Bear dies?
1: I mean... That's, that's a bad mess. You know, that's actually mess kind up. of tough. I feel bad because I'm a big Yogi Bear fan. Uh, <laughs> Yogi Bear Christmas is one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies from when I was a kid. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. Uh, but yeah no that, that's tough it's uh, you know being known more for your quotes and then you pass and the bear is now more popular than you so that is you know what i wasn't entirely sure if i was going to buy into your yogi bear has been uh, much maligned or so greatly maligned he really but has uh, you're converting been.
0: me you're converting me meanwhile at the end of the documentary they play uh one of my favorite artists uh the great lenny kravitz who has a song mm, nice. based on a yogiism what song is that
1: In and over till it's over?
0: Of course!
1: Hey! I don't even know my Lenny Kravitz folks, but I'm just like, that sounds like a sound lyric. (laughs) Look at me. Look at me. I'm on my game today. You know what? It's the altitude down here. My heart rate is pumping a little bit higher. I'm focused. Uh, I'll probably be asleep immediately after done recording this, but right now I'm on my game. (laughs) No follow-up questions.
0: Not on its game uh, was Twitter this weekend. And you had the opening of NBA and NHL free agency, which is you better fasten your seatbelts, folks. There were so many changes and so many people, you know, uh, changing teams and uh, so many moves being made and rumors being made. And what have you always said at that point, the place to go is Twitter and Twitter instituted a cockamamie rule which had limitations about the amount of tweets you could see. And I was up at 4 a.m. that day. I think I hit the limitation by about 6.30 a.m. Twitter was useless that day.
1: So I was laughing on Saturday because while everyone was complaining, I was in an office and I was using TweetDeck. And up until then, TweetDeck was still working really, really well. All my comms oh. were updated. I was... Laughing at all these plebs using just the single mobile version. Oh, look at you! You're only looking at one screen. I'm looking at twelve. Ha <laughs> ha Well, Sunday they throttled TweetDeck as well, and I, I, I feel like I have no idea what's happening in the world. I used to rely on that so much. My various, you know, world affairs, crypto news, sports breaking news. Obviously, with being free agency, I, I just felt totally lost. And even now, I, I think I just gave up yesterday. And I have no idea what's happening in the world. I feel like my focus is a little bit more impressive. Maybe that's why I'm so on today. But yeah, it's been a weird 24 hours of me being largely offline Twitter. And, uh, you know, maybe that's good for my mental health. But it's really not good for uh, patrolling the free agency market like this and trying to keep the futures board in line.
0: No, it's 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 brutal. And it's just it's stupid. And it's not going to make me want to uh, pay the $8 because that's not worth it either.
1: Just dumb. Yeah, it's tough. Like everyone, it's the worst site, But I just, I also couldn't imagine anybody else aggregating that stuff. Like it, it's, it's going to take a ma- no, mass mass exodus. Instagram and,
0: and, and right, nothing's a replacement.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, very very frustrating weekend from that point of view. Very much. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of a a, a lame, uh, lame time. No, it was it was interesting. Uh, Saturday, Saturday was Canada Day uh Canada Day in Costa Rica hits a little bit different but that's okay I know friends and family back home were celebrating they had the fireworks the and keep the,
0: the Jays choked a game to the Red Sox in the ninth inning did
1: they did I wasn't they sure if the I was game gonna that hit, the guy
0: got thrown out at home
1: thrown out at home very dramatic Jays were wearing their red uniforms that they wear once a year on Canada Day as is tradition um yeah, no. And and so the day started with me coming to the office here. And uh, it was one of the last tweets I think I was able to see that day was that Dame Lillard had requested a trade from the Portland Trailblazers. And uh, he was targeting Miami specifically. And uh, just like that, uh, our futures board took a dramatic dive down from, I think, 20 to one for Miami Heat. They're currently nine to one. Obviously, if Lillard ends up going there or elsewhere in between now and when this drops, that'll change. But It it goes to speak that we are in the time of year that we are not handicapping how good teams are. We're handicapping whispers. We're handicapping the possibility of stuff happening. Now we know in NHL and NBA free agency, some things have happened. Some trades have taken place and the dust has settled there. But it's a it's a wacky time of year to try and defend the board as I'm trying to tell these guys down here and teach these guys. So it's it's fun. It's exciting. It's but it's a difficult time of year. Great time to be a better though if you're on top of this.
0: Yeah, there's no secret about uh, about that and what you know what what their their possibilities are. Um, Damian Lillard, the original story was he wanted to go to Miami, um, but then it might then, then it kind of changed, right?
1: Yep, and I mean this this is something where I, I was crying. Uh, you know, nobody cries for the bookmaker, but I was crying a moment ago about how difficult this is. Well. You know, if you're someone that was taking the Miami Heat at 18 to 1, 20 to 1 with us, uh, saw them dip thinking, all right, this is going good. Well, if they don't end up getting them, that's going to fade against you. And, uh, you know, but that, that's what the futures board is, especially this time of year. It's it's not even it's not betting on performance. It's speculating. It's like playing the stock market a little bit and what you're hoping is going to happen more so than, uh, OK, they've got the parts. You know, it's like you're waiting for like a new drug to be released and you're pending like FDA approval or something like that. Well, if you don't get those results, uh, well, you're stuck holding the bag. And I think a lot of Miami Heat players, or a lot of Miami Heat betters, pardon me, might end up get caught holding the bag, as it were, if he doesn't end up going there. As far as the NHL is concerned,
0: um, one thing I noticed was Boston wasn't able to keep all its people. The big trade was Chicago getting Taylor Hall, um, which is going to pair nicely with this young phenom, uh, this Connor Bedard, who's supposed to be uh, Gretzky reincarnated.
1: Um, He's pretty good. He's pretty good. I won't go Gretzky reincarnated because we get uh, we get too lazy with that in sports media, I think. But uh, he's pretty, pretty, pretty good.
0: No, he's good. Connor Bedard, look at him. He looks good. Yeah, he's a little undersized
1: for my liking, but uh, well, I'm. That's what they said about Jack Hughes. That's what they said about Jack Hughes, and who knows more about Jack Hughes than Seth Everett?
0: (laughs) A lot of people.
1: (laughs) No, come on, come on. A lot. Number one Devils fan right here. Listen, of this is the offseason. Our teams haven't let us down yet.
0: Uh, I thought what the Devils did was great. They traded for uh Tyler Toffoli mm-hmm. uh, from Calgary. They got um they nope. re-signed uh Timo, Timo Meyer, and Jesper Brett. Uh that's as good of an offseason as you can have.
1: Yeah, well we uh we lost Luke Shen. We lost Ryan O'Reilly, who rumors have it uh yeah, savage the Pichuzzi. organization. With what we lost, we had to make a, a signature like that. But I still think uh, overall we're taking a step back next year. And then the big Max question dummy. is the big the big question is what are we going to do with Matthews? Are we going to give him the stupid amounts of money? Probably have to. But even if we do, uh, we're not going to have money elsewhere. So we are we're screwed either way because you want to keep Matthews. He's the best player on your team. He's a franchise player. Uh, but who are we going to surround him with in a couple of years? You know, we maybe got maybe one more year of trying with the parts we have, and then the cap's going to just smoke us. Um, you know, Jim true living. He's might be okay. I think he's going to be a step back from Dubas. I think there's no two ways about it. Um, it. It's tough, but Hey, listen, it's still the NHL. You have a year in which the Florida Panthers and Vegas Knights made it to the finals. If, if the leaps are just a team that can be competitive next year, then you never know when you're going to run hot in the playoffs. We just saw the Boston Bruins play one of the greatest regular seasons in modern NHL history and there they were Christmas. down and out one series Christmas. done yeah, so
0: yeah. does not do anything you no know,
1: we just need to find uh we just need to find that uh, diamond in the rough goalie or something like that we'll just make everybody else in the team replacement level
0: well the thing about goalies you know in a, in a hard cap, you have to decide: Are you going to get a high-priced goalie, or are you just going to get a high-priced team and hope you have an adequate goalie? That's the question. I think. Yeah, not. I think in the playoffs you need the the goalie. That's why Connor Hellebuck has been rumored to be going everywhere. Winnipeg supposedly shopping him. I want him, and I'd trade whatever it takes to get him. Ooh. I, I I would. I I think he's that good.
1: You're going think, all in.
0: I don't I don't love the goalies we have. I like them. I don't love them.
1: And you I, you know, think the funny Stan- thing with a lot Look, of goalies, I, I won is, three Stanley uh, Cups
0: and went to five finals with Martin Brodeur.
1: I know you did. You know what I'm saying? I got you're the like, picture I, next to need, the statue out front.
0: But that's but that's the guy. Like in the playoffs, when 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 you have a, a pivotal game five or a pivotal game six, right? And you're down three two. What do you need? You need your goalie to steal one, not mm. your stars to suddenly just step up and go. That's not how mm. sport, that's not how hockey works.
1: Yeah, but it, it's how do you time that though, right? Because we've seen, um, we've seen time in, time out just how did this goalie come out of nowhere and just steal the absolute show? Uh, you know, Jay Shiger was an excellent example of somebody like that who he was a pretty good goalie, but that run he had with the Ducks, uh, however many years ago, that was out of this world stuff. And I think, Conor uh, he's been around. He's been around for more than a cup of coffee. Um, playing very good goaltending at the end of last year. Um, th- is that transferable? Is that something where, you know, do these guys just feel it at certain points of the playoffs or is it just merely puck luck? And I think that's a really difficult thing. And I think I think it's a really difficult thing for GMs to figure out. There's, I, I think it's difficult to commit to just one player like that because it puts a single player place of failure if it goes you know tits up for lack of a better phrase. Yep. Uh I should have looked up for one of my yogiisms instead.
0: Mrs. Mazel.
1: But... Mrs. Mazel.
0: That's what they always say right before she goes on stage. All right, tits up.
1: Tits up, Mrs. Mazel. With apologies to Mr. Mazel.
0: Do you know who Mrs. Mazel is?
1: Uh I know the marvelous Mrs. Mazel, but there's a different about. one. That's, that's okay, little... see, I'm all
0: right. There's a quirk okay. in the baseball schedule. Uh, the Minnesota Twins are 42 and 43 mm-hmm. at the time of this recording.
1: In that the terrible ale, Sox, uh central, yeah.
0: Yep. The Boston Red Sox are 43 and 42. So you could argue the Boston Red Sox have a better record than the Minnesota Twins. Agreed?
1: Mm, yep.
0: Yep. The Boston Red Sox yep. are in last place. The Minnesota Twins are in first place
1: what the
0: what <laughs> that's
1: crazy welcome to life in al east man this is i'm, I'm a blue jays fan this is every year it listen, not the jays on. Oh, i know not every year day, it's not uh,
0: every year that the last place team is above 500
1: it's not every year that the last place team is above 500 but it's almost every year that at least three of those teams in that division should be going to the playoffs and you know, listen now we got the two wild cards which is its own kind of uh nonsense but I mean, the AL Central has been trash for the better part of the last five years. Uh, this is just what we have to navigate. I mean, I you know, in the spirit of positivity, how good is the AL West this year? We all just kind of thought the Astros were going to run away with it. Rangers now, Texas, are looking good. Texas
0: is doing and Texas has six guys going to the All Star game. Yeah, the Atlanta the Braves above five hundred. The Atlanta Braves have eight.
1: Yep yeah weird season for the Mets, you know they spent all that money. I, I think they still think they've got the right people in place and uh the new owner said he he doesn't want to you know ax anybody he doesn't want to change anything, which you know that's a kind of a hit or miss move in a place like New York where it's high pressure I, I kind of like it. I think it's very easy to be overreactive, especially in a sport like baseball where you can just have really bad luck like their run differential is only minus twelve. So they're a team that is their record is far worse than what their're Pythagorean outcome, which is very popular with baseball analytics, uh, suggests. So they have been kind of unlucky. So I don't know that I'd want to blow it up just yet because it's not good for organization continuity. If you think you got something there and you're just kind of running up against uh, the margins, I guess, with some unlucky and unfortunate and statistically, maybe pretty unlikely results.
0: Well, the interesting part about the uh, the Mets, you know, their owner is uh, the who the show uh, Billions is based on. Have I didn't that? know that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. That's that's right. Damian Lewis.
0: Yeah, the Damian Lewis character, Bobby. Axelon. I know that
1: owner doesn't look anything like Damian no. Lewis. So, <laughs> you doesn't. know, that's some creative licensing right there. Good for him.
0: Yeah. Uh the, the character of Bobby. He Axelon looks a
1: little bit more like Paul Giamatti actually.
0: <laughs> is based on uh he's based on Steve Cohen, the Mets owner. Okay, that's so weird.
1: did he do some dodgy insider trading on 9-11 is that because uh, that's what damien lewis's character was accused yeah. of doing early on in that show i'm not yes. trying to uh, besmirch uh, mr cohen although i think i'm you know pretty safe right now saying that in costa rica maybe i'll maybe take a, a circuitous route getting back to canada but, but is that is that the case Uh wow i i never knew that bobby yeah. axelrod they gave him a cooler name on the show too
0: bobby axelrod better than steve cohen
1: i'm on it a... Damian Lewis as a Brit, uh, so many iconic American roles.
0: Yep. Homeland.
1: Yeah. Homeland, uh, Band of Brothers. He's great. It's it's bizarre. Have you heard him speak uh with his oh. English accent before? Don't care for it. He should just he should just be American all the time. We, he was amazing. He in, should be uh, one of your Homeland. guys.
0: He was amazing in Homeland.
1: Homeland was so good. That's that's an all timer series for me. Yep.
0: Uh, we just watched a show where the lead guy is a British guy. Uh, and I was blown away by him. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Have you heard of this?
1: Never heard of it. No.
0: It's on Amazon Prime. And it takes place in the fake 1970s. And it's about a band. And they, you know, it's about a, these two brothers. They start a band and they go out to California to hit it big. And then they get partnered up with this woman uh, named Daisy Jones. And mm-hmm. uh, and anyway, the girl who plays Daisy Jones. So the guy, the main guy, Billy Dunn, he's British. And you would never mm-hmm. know. it. You, he, I mean, the guy, the character's from Pittsburgh. Uh, it's in the 1970s. And he lo- sounds about as American as anybody. The, okay. the, the woman who plays Dave, Dave, uh, Daisy Jones. <laughs> I watched a bonus feature and she's interviewed and she's like, I had no musical experience. Uh, Baloney, her grandfather was Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley's ge- granddaughter is in Daisy Jones and the Six. She's Daisy Jones. Look at
1: that, Look at that faux modesty. I know, right? It's, oh, know yeah. Music
0: background. Are you out of yeah. your godforsaken mind?
1: I, I guess I'm just a really good actress or something. I, I obviously haven't seen the show. For some reason, I've decided <laughs> she to use the Southern Belle. But... No, fantastic. Does she sound a little bit more like Ringo Seth? <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <laughs> Daisy Jones, the six Amazon prime.
0: It's a great show. It's a good show. If you
1: watch yeah, Maisel, it's a good show. This. I I can do a lot of things now. I will. The wife and I actually just finished watching uh, the bear. And that was amazing. Yeah, the second that. season of that just came out. All right. I won't get into it too much, but I look forward to your feedback. And folks, if you're, if you need a TV rec, if it's a rainy day where you bear, are, like yeah, it is I've here me in Costa Rica. Yeah. It, it's outstanding. It's so good. Really resonate with a lot of me, um, but yeah, I won't get into it too much because I want you to enjoy it your own way. If you do so, hopefully, I don't want to say you have to enjoy it. But folks, stop what you're doing after this podcast. Go watch the bear.
0: Go watch. <laughs> all right, that's a high recommendation. And on high that note, we'll I don't have give more too many. recommendations coming uh, on the Bavada at Odds podcast. We, 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 no one thinks that. No one thinks that at all. Uh, also, Wimbledon is on the uh, the docket here, so uh, check out that as well. Uh, next week will be the All-Star Game, and uh, we'll be rocking and rolling.
1: And, uh, and the WNBA All-Star Game next week. So right. we're going to have right. to uh, bug uh, Ivory Lotta for some picks. You know That's... what? One thing we're going to do, uh, you know, I'm very bad at promoting product because I'm very, very bad at this. Sometimes I'm good. But we are going to, for the first time ever next week, offer the WNBA Skills Competition – and other uh, all-star events surrounding the game in the same way that we do for the NBA. So there's a three-point competition. There's another skills competition. We are going to be offering odds on that for the first time ever. So keep your eyes peeled for that, folks.
0: Oh, look at that. All right. That'll do it for the podcast. We'll see you next week. No
1: rate limits here, folks. So hit that subscribe button.